The power and the glory. That's the title of tonight's Bible study. Let's pray. Lord, we worship you, Lord, and we adore you, Lord. And we come into your presence tonight again, Lord, humbly and reverently, Lord, before a thrice holy God. We thank you, Lord, for your word, for the living word of God that saves souls. We thank you, Lord, for the precious shed blood of the Passover lamb. And we worship you tonight, Lord, as we come to hear from you, Lord. We don't hear to come from flesh. We don't come here, Lord, to hear from flesh. We come to hear from you, the Holy Spirit. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We give you all praise and glory, Lord. Let your name be glorified, Lord, and let your people be built up in their faith. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 12. The book of Acts chapter 12. The power and the glory. And we're going to be focusing really on Acts chapter 12, verses 19 to 24. But I am going to do a brief overview in the whole chapter, just to give you... I'm going to try and paint a picture of where we are here. The time frame and what's going on in, in this chapter. It's AD 44. And Herod Agrippa I is in command. He is king. He's king of Judah. He's been put there by Claudius Caesar, the Roman pagan kingdom. Caesar, Claudius Caesar at this time is the Caesar. And Herod is babysitting Judah at this time. Herod was, has turned his hand against God's people. It means that he's vaxing them. He's uh, persecuting them. And he's found favor in doing this from the Jews. And he has already executed James. He's imprisoned Peter with a view to executing Peter as well. He was fining, he was imprisoning, and he was executing and persecuting God's people. Let's go to the chapter. I'm going to do a brief overview of, of some verses. Acts chapter 12, start and read at verse 1. Now about that time heard the king stretched forth his hands to vax certain of the church. So he's persecuting the church. He's stressed, meaning stretched out his hand. He is persecuting and he's going for the leadership. He's going straight for the jugular. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, so he's a man pleaser. It pleased the Jews that he killed James. And he's a man pleaser. He loves to have popularity and whatever pleases man. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. So it's the, day of, it's the days of the Passover. Where they remember the Passover in Egypt. Where God delivered his people out of Egypt. The days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison. And delivered him into four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So four quaternions of, of soldiers. So a quaternion was four soldiers. So here he's being looked after in prison by 16 soldiers, 16 Roman soldiers. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So the church is petitioning the throne of God for Peter. 
Peter is in, is in prison. The church is speaking to God about Peter. And God hears it. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. Peter's sleeping between two soldiers, but Peter's going to be executed the next day, faith. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought that he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the, the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of herd, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, where their prayer meeting was, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. So Rhoda goes to the door. And when she, she knew Peter's voice, so Rhoda knows Peter's voice. She hasn't seen him yet, but she knows his voice. And brothers and sisters, we haven't seen Christ yet, but we know his voice. We are his people. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary and the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness. So Rhoda believed. She hadn't seen, but she believed. We haven't seen yet, but we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, our sovereign and our saviour. And they said unto her, thou art mad. So they're praying for the deliverance of Peter. Rhoda believes she hasn't seen Peter. She heard his voice and she believes. But the rest go, you're mad. But they're praying and petitioning the throne of God for his release. But they didn't believe really that it would happen. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. When they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir. So there was, there was a big talk about what had happened. There was chaos among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? And when Herod sought for him, so Herod sought, bring Peter forward. We're going to execute him. We're going to please the people. We're going to make a show of him. And found him not. He examined the keepers. Now listen. 
and commanded that they should put, be put to death. And he went down from Judah to Caesarea, and there abode. When Herod sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers. And I thought about that. There were 16 soldiers all together who were looking after Peter in the prison. And Herod brought them all forward one by one. And he said, where's Peter? What happened? And every single one of them would have said he was delivered of an angel. He was delivered of an angel. His God delivered him. He was delivered. He got 16 testimonies. 16 testimonies. And he hardened his heart and he ignored them all. He was given 16 testimonies by hard men, Roman soldiers. Peter's God has delivered him. And he executed them. He was told 16 times. Now listen to what happens next. These are the verses that we're going to go into. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and their abode. So what's going on now? Herod has left Judea. And he's going down to Caesarea where there's going to be a festival. The festival is to, to, is to honor Caesar. Now he's going down to Caesarea and these people are Phoenicians. This part of the world would have been Tyre and Sidon and Orwood. That would have been the, the, the cities there or the towns. Seafaring people off the coast of Lebanon today and parts of Syria and Israel. And the Phoenicians would have been a polytheistic people. They would have uh, worshipped stars, planets and uh, constellations, things like that. So Herod now has went down to Caesarea. But the Phoenicians are afraid of Herod. They're scared of him. Because there are seafaring people that would have went out into the, to the sea to trade and to get their goods and to get food and to feed the people. But a certain amount of their crops and their food and their goods came from Herod. So these people are afraid of Herod. They're scared of man. And brothers and sisters, tonight, there's a lot of stuff going on at the minute and I'm not going to go into it all because I want to focus on God. I am not afraid of man. I'm not afraid of man. Am I weary of what's going on? Yes, I'm not naive. I'm not stupid, but I'm not afraid. How can God's people be filled with the Holy Spirit and be afraid of flesh? You can't be. You can't be. You can be anxious. Yes, we, we, we're only human beings. And we can get anxious about certain things in life that come along. But should we be afraid of man? No, we should not be afraid of man. Our provider and our salvation and our hope comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. So Herod is down for this, this festival for Caesar. And the Phoenicians have a form of independence. They're... They're under Rome rule, pagan Rome, but they have a form of independence and herds coming down and they really want to butter them up. They really want to butter them up and keep on the right side of them because they don't want to lose any of their goods or any of their foods. They are afraid. They're afraid of them. And there's politics in it as well because these two, Tyre and Sidon, there were ports and there'd been a lot of Roman soldier activity there and there was a lot of politics going on here as well. But Christ is our refuge. Christ is the refuge for us 
the believers and we trust in him and we put all our trust in our sovereign and our king. Let's turn to some scripture. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. Philippians 4 verse 19. And Paul says this, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Paul is saying to the church, Christ will supply your needs. You need not look to man. Don't worry about man. Christ will look after you. The blood bought, the elect of God, and he will keep his hand upon you. Verse 21 of the chapter 12. We'll go to verse 20 first of all. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. So he's displeased with them because there's, there's a dispute going on over the porch. But they came with one accord to him. So the Phoenicians are coming to him and they're trying to butter him up came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. So they're seeking peace. They're saying to her, come on, can we not be friends? Come on, you know, can we not sort this out? And they're petrified of him. But verse 21, And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. So a sad day comes, and Herod comes out, and sits upon his royal throne, with his royal apparel, and gives an oration. An oration is basically an elegy, or a grand speech. And Herod actually came out in a garment of silver. So if you can imagine, Herod comes out, and the people are there, and they're saying, right, we better, we better be there. We fear this man. He supplies our goods. We, we need to keep on the right side of him. And he comes out and sits on his royal throne with his royal garment on, which was silver. And if you can imagine, it glistened in the sun. And he made a grand speech. And he's pontificating over them now. He's basically saying, he's keeping the right side of me and worship me or I'll cut off your supply. There's politics involved as well. Brothers and sisters, keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Keep your eyes focused on Christ. Forget about everything else that's going on, because it matters not to me. To be totally honest, I don't care. I'm blood-bought. I'm saved. Christ saved me. He said he will keep me and he will bring me into his glory. I am not bothered what man says and I truly mean that. I am fixed completely and totally on my Savior and my Lord and feeding on his word. Feed on his word. Switch off your TV. Switch off the news. Switch off the radio and feed on the word of God. It will do your heart good and it will keep this right. Your mind. It will keep it right. The people praise Herod because they don't want to starve or lose their goods. They start to worship him as a God. And Herod accepts their worship. 
and doesn't render it unto God. Now, if you go back to the 16 testimonies that he got from the soldiers, that he was told when they went to get Peter out of prison, where is he? Has God delivered him? Where is he? Has God delivered him? Now, he's accepting praise. The people are going, that's not a man at all. This is God. This is a God. Let's read on. And the angel smote him. And upon a set day, heard a reign in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God, and not of man. And heard accepts the praise. He accepts it. He accepts what they're saying. He doesn't render the praise unto God. He accepts their praise. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms, and he gave up the ghost. Herod was accepting the praise of the people. Aye, he is a God. This is a God. The ground speaks, the ground closed, the throne. This is a God. And he accepted it. And the Lord smote him. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms, and he gave up the ghost. The people were looking at the outside. They seen the throne. They seen the grandeur. They listened to the sweet words. And they seen the glistening garment. But God was looking on the inside. And it was stinking and rotten. Stinking and rotten. He was accepting the praise. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah 17 and the verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart, and I try the reins. That word reins actually means your kidneys. The Lord knows you better than you know yourself. He created you. He knows everything about you. He knows your very inners, the reins, the kidneys. I, the Lord, search the heart, and I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And the fruit of Herod's doings was to be struck by worms and give up the ghost because he didn't glorify God. He accepted the praise of man. Brothers and sisters, render all your praise and everything you are and everything you do unto Jehovah, Elohim. Because he is your saviour, your keeper, and your lord, and your sovereign. Only Christ, and Christ alone, is worthy of glory and honour and praise. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 29 to 31, 29 to 31. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. You know, Herod was only a man, 
and his kingdom ended. He was struck by worms and he gave up the ghost because he refused to glorify Christ who put him there in the first place. God sets up kingdoms and brings them down. But God's kingdom will be everlasting from, from everlasting to everlasting. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am that I am. Only Christ's kingdom will last. Leaders lead, but follow Christ. Leaders lead, and rightly so, but don't follow me. Follow Christ. You keep your eyes fixed on Christ and you'll never be disappointed. Follow Jesus. For only he is worthy of the glory and the honor and the praise. Render all your worship. Render all your everything you are to Christ. When we come into the tabernacle, how do we come in to God's tabernacle? A thrice holy God. A sovereign God. God who saved you and gave himself for you. How do we enter the tabernacle? How is my heart and how is my mind when I walk through the doors? When I come before him to bring a word or do the table, am I worshipping him and crucifying my flesh? Or is there a small part of me that wants to be praised? When we're up here worshipping, singing and playing the drums and playing the guitar, Is there a small part of you that wants to be praised? No. No, it can't be. Christ, and only Christ, is to be worshipped. You crucify your flesh. You come before him to glorify him. You come before him to bring a word. That's fine. You're there to do that job. Make sure you crucify your flesh. And you glorify Christ and Christ only. When you do it, it's a fearful thing to fall in to the hands of an angry God, a hell-deserving sinner coming up to give a word, and you try to take a bit of glory from God. No. No, it can't be. It can't be. Only Christ's kingdom will last. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. And this is a wonderful verse. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. And here Daniel's vision of four great, four great beasts, four kingdoms. But they're destroyed by the indestructible kingdom of the living God. Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Listen to this verse. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit whose garments was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels are burning fire. Who is the ancient of days? The ancient of days, who is it? What's Daniel speaking about here? A divine title that refers to God and his divinity and his eternality. Earthly kingdoms come and go, but God's kingdom will last and remain forever. Kings, queens, prime ministers, MPs, and evil men and wicked come and go, 
but Christ will last forever. And they're only pawns on the chessboard. That's all they are. They can be brought up, they can be taken down, they can be sat to the side. God is sovereign. God is in control. Brothers and sisters, God is in control of all things. You remember that. Don't be, don't be in despair about what's going on today. God is in control of all things. And he will judge. Justice will come. Justice is coming. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a fearful God. Justice is coming. They can laugh and scorn now. But my God is coming back to rule and reign. And we will rule and reign with him. We will take part in his kingdom. And we will rule and reign with him. Garment was white as snow. This is is a wonderful verse. What does that mean? His garment was white as snow. A symbol of purity. (laughs) A symbol of purity. Hair of his head like the pure wool. A symbol of his majesty. Fire symbolizing God's presence and his majesty and power. Wheels as burning fire, representing his moving providence, the protective nature of God and his spiritual power, the ancient of days. What a what a saviour. The ancient of days. And we have to come into his presence with a heart of worship, emptied of ourselves, the flesh crucified. And we just say, Lord, we, we love you. You gave yourself for us. And why, did he, why does he love me? I don't know. I don't know, but he does. And he gave himself for me. And he, re- he revealed himself to me. And I'm so glad that he did. Where would we be without Christ and the precious atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, when I, when I think of Christ, uh, and we have to reverence him and we have to love him and worship him. And then I hear people speak of, of, of messy church. Let's have messy church today. Let's pull up a sofa and have a cup of coffee. There's no need for the word today. Let's pull up a sofa and have a cup of coffee. I tremble at that. I really do. And I fear for those people who do that. You need the word. Your cup of coffee and your sofa and your messy Sunday isn't going to bring you through storms when rubber hits the road. You need to be grounded in your faith and the roots go deep. Even more now than ever before. I hear people saying sometimes, and you know, the big man in the sky, even Christians, believers, and I, I step back. I step back. That scares me. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the Son of the Living God. And you are to be reverence Him. Who do you think you're talking about? Have some reverence and have some respect for your Savior and for your Lord.
Go to verse 24 of the chapter. But after everything that was done, and everything that Herod tried to do, everything that man tried to do, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Brothers and sisters, don't be afraid. Because the word of God will grow and multiply. Why? God has spoken it. It's going to happen. It might be stifled from time to time. You might get arrested. You might be tucked to court. You might lose a few friends, but they're not worth having anyway. If you lose them over the word of God. They crucified Jesus, the gospel spread. They, crucif- they tried to kill, they killed Stephen, the gospel spread. They persecuted the church, the gospel spread. They tried to kill Paul, the gospel spread. They tried to kill people, or Peter, the gospel spread. The gospel cannot be stopped because God has spoken it. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe it. And it will prevail and it will grow whether I'm here or not. It doesn't matter. God will build his church and grow his kingdom and his name will be glorified whether I'm here or not. You can be part of it. You can put the shoulder to the wheel. You can sit back and take it easy. But you'll still build his kingdom. You can leave. But you'll still build his kingdom. You can sit at home, but he'll still build his kingdom. You can fall out with me. He'll still build his kingdom. Whether I'm here or not, he'll still build his kingdom. He, he chooses to use me. Why? I don't know. I really don't know. But he does. To build his kingdom. But whether I'm here or not, he'll still do it. It's up to you. Because we're all going to be standing at the Bema. How will I face my Lord? I don't know. I really don't know. I've thought about it. I don't want to be embarrassed. I think I will be. When I meet him in his glory and his splendor and his majesty, I think I will be. God the creator. Adonai Elohim. My Lord, my master, my provider. The covenant maker. The Avenger, Elion, God Most High, your shield, your great reward, the Almighty God of Heaven, the everlasting God, the Intercessor, the God of Dreams, I am that I am, your Deliverer, your Redeemer, the cloud by day and the fire by night, my strength and my song. He is a warrior, Jehovah Nessie, the the Lord is my banner, a consuming fire, a compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, loving kindness, truth, mercy, forgiving and justice. He is holy, Adonai, who has set you apart. The God of spirits, Adonai, who gives before you, goes before you. He is the sovereign of all the earth. He is all knowing, the giver of wisdom. Israel's Holy One, the Rock of Ages, a costly cornerstone. 
the first and the last, the potter, the ruler of the nations, your God, deliverer in Zion, slow to anger in your midst. He is lowly, our Father, the anointed one by light. He is powerful and full of majesty, the fountain of life, God of wonders. He is wisdom, the lawgiver. He is my lover, the God of your fathers, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the commander of the wind and the seas, the horn of salvation. He is my Lord, the true vine, the author of life, always faithful, our sacrifice, our atonement, and our mercy seat, the last autumn, our peace, obedient unto death, the head of the body, the fullness of deity and bodily form, trustworthy by mediator. He is at the right hand of the majesty on high, the overseer of our souls, the overseer of my soul. I worship you, Lord, and I praise your holy name. The power and the glory belongs to Christ and Christ alone. The everlasting kingdom that we will partake in. The position is up to you what position you will take. Everlasting kingdom. He is our saviour and our keeper. He is our Lord and our salvation. He is power and glory. This is what we have to look forward to, brothers and sisters. He alone is worthy of praise and honor and glory. The everlasting kingdom. I am that I am. Keep your eyes fixed. Brothers and sisters, keep your eyes fixed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.